Season 2, Trauma Healing Learning 15, Moving Towards the Pain. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Hello, everyone. We are so excited about our event coming up October 14th to celebrate our 25,000 downloads. Well, we've now surpassed that, and we gain about 100 new listeners a day these days. As a listener, please consider subscribing if you're not already. And if you are, I'll send you an invitation to our event next week. You subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts and after you search for Blink of an Eye. You then hit the subscribe button, which is often an option in the drop-down menu in the upper right corner. And I know many of you know this already. So thank you for bearing with me. We are excited to share with you some of the behind the scenes intel on what goes on between episodes. So if you are following along in the blink of an eye story, you know it was a time of facing few, if any, options to keep Archer alive. I did always believe to the point where I thought some thought I was a bit deranged. But what also carried me through were learnings that a group of Enneagram teachers who had been gathered together by Helen Palmer over 20 years ago, which I had been a part of, began to explore in a more intensive way around 2008. A new teacher joined our group, Marion Gilbert. She was a body worker and a physical therapist by background, and she invited us to look deeper into somatic work. While it was not a natural or easy approach for me as a heady and emotional type, I am forever grateful to have been awakened to my body and to the wisdom that the sensations of my body bring to my everyday experience, if I pay attention, or I began to pay attention. I had been cultivating paying attention to what went on inside my body as I became more and more aware of sensations. I had been cultivating this for years before Archer was injured. I had been interested in personality and in the conflict experience as it affects all centers of intelligence. But it was Marion who opened me up to the vast intelligence of the body. Well, this took my life and my mediation practice and my mediation teaching in an entirely new direction. Um, perhaps it's more accurate to say a more expanded direction and a deeper direction than I had imagined. So when our lives changed in the blink of an eye when Archer was catastrophically injured, I had been cultivating some resources I never imagined needing in the way of managing through that acute trauma. But I knew 
I was using what I had learned for past trauma in my life when Archer was injured. Archer's injury took me to a new level, however, of understanding and experience. It was never perfect, and it was never automatic. But it was enough to know that I had learned some methods that would help me bear what seemed unbearable and move through the pain. And they included moving towards the pain. I want to now explore how or why I or any of us would ever want to move towards that kind of pain, emotional or physical or both as part of our trauma healing journeys. But let me step back for a moment and talk about another body of work that I also had before Archer was injured, the breadth and depth of knowledge about conflict. You know, I am a transformative mediator for almost 30 years and a professor and a trainer of relational conflict theory and approaches for conflict transformation. Well, that knowledge and practice served me well. And I want to weave together some basic learnings about conflict and practical learnings about the somatic experience for our trauma healing learning today and for you to consider for your life. Okay, let's talk about conflict. When we are confused or agitated in a disagreement with someone, in a situation we are unsure about, or in a tizzy or a state of feeling disrespected or unloved, we are in a state of conflict. This is an experience that can happen and does happen to most people on a daily basis that might last for a mere moment or a few hours or linger around for a day. Conflict is normal and it is a daily part of our lives when we are engaged with others and with the world at large. It's just the way it is for us humans, even when we love each other. Well, I start with this today because it's a very helpful starting point for understanding trauma. You see, the regular, common human experience of conflict causes both a feeling of weakness and self-absorption. But it is so fast to develop and also can be so fast to abate that we sometimes miss it and life goes on. Or, we have softened our personalities and our egos with enough self-awareness that we are simply more graceful or more willing to let things go. Or we are aware of the conflict and it's important enough to not let it go. And we have developed conflict transformation skills that we rely on to navigate us through. 
for her. We are aware of the conflict and have enough sophistication to call a mediator because things feel stuck or they're getting worse. And we care about the situation and we're smart enough to know a third party neutral could help establish a safe conversation venue to talk about these difficult things with the other person or people. That's conflict and how we work through it, right? <laughs> I know those are the constructive ways we work through conflict, and I didn't include the destructive ways of dealing with conflict. So just to be complete, I'll name a few others which I don't advocate, but which are always options. Avoidance to the point where you are not sleeping and ill. Avoidance where you are regularly impulsive or explosive. Avoidance where you stonewall others shut down. Or the other end of the spectrum that I also don't advocate, action where you harm another. Action, where you do something vengeful. And action, where you actually stir up and create violence. It's the latter destructive responses that many people think of when they hear the word conflict. But indeed, those responses are born from those who I would posit have experienced trauma in their lives that has gone on for a long time, unresolved and unexplored. You might want to go back and take a listen to the Trauma Healing Learnings episode four, just stay alert, and five, get on the record. To learn more, about the ACEs study and childhood trauma. Well, there are many learnings from an understanding of conflict that we can bring to an understanding of trauma. I'll continue to weave them in as we learn together about trauma healing. The connection today is pain, old pain, new pain, ongoing and unresolved pain. In the companion Blink of an Eye story, Archer was in excruciating physical pain. And I think I was experiencing that physical pain vicariously. I was also in great emotional pain and psychic pain. I suppose Archer was too but I still do not know. I was aware that all three centers of my being, emotional, mental, and physical, were lit up and agitated and unsettled. When you two are in pain, I'd like to focus on how it is that we reduce or lessen or loosen we do so by moving toward the pain. It's an ancient proposition in cultures that have relied on and revered breath work 
and visualization. It is also a modern proposition in recent science research that studies how different parts of the brain light up when we relax into the sensation of pain. <laughs> that might sound counterintuitive. I think it's actually counter ego. You know, our egos want our pain to go away so badly because the brain thinks it can't endure it and that it will never go away. And so we fight pain. But what we want to do is to move towards pain. And there are a number of ways to do this. You see, we are learning more and more about the mind-body connection from medical science researchers, such as Dr. Howard Schubiner, who wrote a great book, Unlearn Your Pain. Well, most of the pain we feel persists because of how we think about it. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful learning. In other words, what we think we think can make our pain worse or can lessen it. And as some mind-body doctors like Schubiner believe, can cure it. This is not to condemn or to belittle or to dismiss any of us who have felt pain. Pain is real. I know this and you know To understand pain, we need to understand the brain. The brain wants to keep us safe. The brain generates pain because of what it fears. That's right. The brain even generates pain despite what our eyes see and what our ears hear. We need to understand this so we can give ourselves some compassion. Whatever it is that shows up in the body as a sensation is an important clue for your well-being. It is a portal to your healing. If you experienced an emotional pain at the same time you experienced a physical pain, from an accident, an injury, or even surgery, or anything that caused physical pain. Even after the physical pain heals, your pain can continue because of what the brain believes. This is a fundamental understanding for chronic or reoccurring pain. In the past, some trauma doctors have referred to this as phantom pain, but it is not phantom. It is real. Remember, your brain is just trying to protect you, and you have cellular memory of what was encoded at the time of the initial pain by the brain. 
So when we can locate the sensation of our pain in our bodies, it allows us to rework the coding in ways that talk therapy can begin to unlock, but in ways that are more profound for our physical It can also be helpful for working with emotional pain and chronic physical pain to have a faith practice. Since most spiritual teachings are premised on the belief that nothing in the human experience is forever. That unto itself is comfort. And spiritual practice is also grounded in the belief that we are connected to something larger than we are, something divine that only wants us to feel our wholeness. When this mindset is combined with a method of breathwork and awareness of the body, so we can identify the sensations as a portal pain reduction. Yes, pain can often be lessened on the spot. When it is deeper pain that takes over you or comes out of the blue or is triggered because it's older pain and gets triggered when you least expect it, which happens for all of us carrying The awareness that it will not take us over, but that we can relax into it with kindness to ourselves and to our bodies, with attention and with rest, can also be manifested in a body scan for where the energy of the pain is located in the body so that we have access to this portal for trauma healing. So if you, for instance, are overcome by a flash of tears or a wave of anger, pause and notice where it is showing up in your body. If it has already occurred and you tried to move on and bypass it, which is okay, Come back to it when it's safe to do so. Bring it up in your mind again. Can you expand your awareness to the tightening of your fist or the butterflies in your stomach or the clenching of your jaw? Can you follow that and deepen your awareness to realizing it's actually a burning in your chest? Or perhaps it's a rock feeling in your abdomen. Wherever it is in the body, even when so uncomfortable and painful, this is your portal. Move towards this opportunity with curiosity. You can give that part of your body some love and attention just by being with it. 
not having to analyze it or judge it or figure it out. Just pause and stay with it. This unto itself can loosen the pain or discomfort or overwhelm on the spot. Notice how the sensation changes quality. Notice how the sensation actually moves around. This is the kind of pain that we can lessen by an attention practice. Not only is this a practice for pain reduction, it is a method for conflict transformation on the spot as well. And it's part of being on the path of trauma healing. Try it. Think of something that carries a charge for you that is painful. It might be a past divorce or a divorce you're in right now, a fight with your child, an estrangement from a sibling. It might also be a past abuse or a rape. It might be the death of a spouse or a child years ago that causes you deep suffering. In a quiet and safe space, allow yourself to bring that painful memory or thought to the screen of your mind. You might close your eyes. You can relive it if you want, not to re-traumatize yourself, but so you can move toward it for some better understanding. And as you become more aware of the emotions and the mental thoughts that come with the memory, before you get too wound up, see if you can pause and see if you can locate where that loss and pain and overwhelm is in your body. And it can be hard when in acute conflict and pain. And most of us are not trained in any way to do this when we are children. Relax. Be kind to yourself. There's no rush. If you locate the sensation, place your hand on that place and just notice the energy of the sensation. You can follow it, track it in your mind, gently. If you're not sure where it is in your body, place your attention at the crown or top Slowly use the focus of your attention with either your eyes open or closed to scan your body. Slowly noticing and looking for where the energy of your painful memory is in your body. Is it a headache? Is it in your neck? shoulders, your chest. What do you 
What is the quality of that feeling? As you scan from head to toe, you can also notice what parts of your body are not participating in pain that actually feel okay. Well, those parts of your body are resources. Just note it. Stay with the scan. When you locate it, place your hand gently and lovingly on that part of your body. The warm touch of your hand is a resource. If you are unsteady doing this, that's okay. You can ask another person to place their hand on your back for support. No words need to be spoken. Now that you have located where the pain is in your body, notice the quality of the sensation. Keep your focus of attention on the sensation. Just notice it. Is it tense or dispersed? Is it tight? Does it have a shape? A color? Does it carry heat? Or does it feel like nothingness? Numbness. Numbness is a sensation too. Just give that area some compassion. Some curiosity. You might cry, and that's okay. You might start trembling or shaking. That's okay, too. It's just pain being released. Pain is real. People who have pain are not crazy. Pain is often trapped in the body because of what the brain believes it needed to do at one time to protect you, but that was then. You are stronger now, and you have newfound capacity as we are learning together. The very nature of the pain that moves tells us it is not structural and that it can be changed. This understanding is such a gift and a gift we can give our brains by how we rewire our central nervous systems. You see, our ability to scan and track and give attention and care to our sensations is an opening for all of us to realign and heal over and over. And this might change us over time. We might find we are more resilient, that we are more hopeful, that we are more optimistic. And we might find we see more potential in ourselves and others. Yes, 
it can also change how we think about pain. And we can change the experience of pain and our relationship to pain by how we think about it. <laughs> it's very powerful. Yeah, that's pretty useful if you can't sleep or if you suffer from migraines or even restless legs. And it's a compassionate approach to that hole you think you have in your heart from heartbreaking loss of a loved one. Every time you choose to scan and notice and observe, we increase our capacity to self-regulate our nervous systems Well, it's easier said than done to put these beliefs and choices into action. The choice really is either to continue to live with chronic or ongoing pain or recurrent bursts of emotional pain that causes physical pain or to try compassionate methods of observing ourselves with mind-body attention practice to release the grip of our pain in our lives so we can live again with grace and ease. The divine source does not want us to suffer. You and I were fashioned in reflection of divine perfect image. While our bodies and minds and our connections to others get fractured, we are always connected to divine source. And it is through the miracles of the mind and the body that we can feel restored. And the more we practice, the more alignment we experience. Again and again. Amen. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Trauma Healing Learning. You may tune in to the companion Blink of an Eye story at Season 2, Episode 15, Moving Towards the Pain. Thank you for and thank you for telling your friends. Together, we are raising the vibration for you. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. Baltimore Mediation has offered trainings and workshops on conflict transformation, mediation, relational leadership, and the Enneagram since 1993. For more information on our course offerings, visit www.baltimoremediation.com.
www.thepowerofpositivity.com.